You're listening to Stanley Bentu. We're looking at the numbers that form our population. How many Nigerians are there, really? Is our population over-exaggerated? Is it a problem? Is it potential? Our population growth, is it a blessing or is it a crisis? Well, right here in the chat room with me, I have the chairman of Abundant Nigeria Renewal Party, Tope Fashua. This is very interesting views on yeah. this. Good morning, morning Tope. Good and we morning, also sir. have the chief responsibility officer, MPM Insights, Soji Adini. Good morning. Good morning, Abuja. Good morning, Stanley. Soji, let me start with you. Estimated population, 180 million. Are we even certain of this? Oh, thank you. That's a big question that only the National Population Commission is, um, you know, capable of hamstring yes or no. But can the um, commission answer that question? Really, Stanley, we 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 shouldn't go that route now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's assume that they can, and I mean they should be able to technically. Okay. But the the the, the fact remains that. they should be able. Yes. To. The, the 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 fact remains that. Whatever the we've been doing since the last census has been on population projection. Mm. And if the statistics are right, then we should technically be around that number between 180 and 200 million if the population projections are right. I mean, using the standard population progression analysis that the the Population uh, Commission has been using Mm -hmm. with um, the support of other agencies. So if there has been any issue, uh, other agencies uh, like, you know, uh, development partners will have raised, you know, uh, an eyebrow. But technically, uh, we should assume that we're within the range of 180 to 200 million. Mm. And we've always had a problem estimating our population. And there's a school of thought that says we're not really even close to 180 million. That because of the system that we operate, which means that the higher your population, the more money you get. So every census that we've carried out cannot be relied upon. Census is, is of course, a game of numbers. Mm -hmm. And games of numbers is subject to verification. The challenge we've always had over the years, and you correct me if I'm wrong, is that there are certain parts of the country where it is a big challenge to actually verify numbers because of certain, you know, restrictions that are placed when uh, sensors are taking place. And this is a very, very well-known fact since the days I was in, in, in primary school. Mm-hmm. You know, we, that particular part of the country, you just come and they tell you this is the number that we have and you're supposed to take it. But mm-hmm. over the years, um, the National Population Commission has come up with strategies to mitigate that. Mm-hmm. Whether or not... Including the birth registration. Exactly. But the birth registration centers, according to the commission, are far too few. They are, they are completely inadequate for the numbers that have been recorded. Record, recommended by by um, the United Nations. Mm. Um, every local government, every uh, primary health care center are supposed to have birth registration desk, including death resi- registration. Death, I mean, uh, desk as well. I mean, you, you worry so much about birth registration yet, but we don't also have records of deaths. Mm-hmm. You know, people die and then they just bury them. They, you know, they must be buried the same day. Nobody's asking for the death certificate 
the only time people ask for death certificates is if there's foul play suspected. Mm. And then they say, oh, we need to have a postmortem or and if all you of needed that. to claim money. Or if, or if you needed to claim money. And mm. if the person doesn't work for government and doesn't, you know, need uh, the, the, the family to take those documents to anywhere, then, you know, nobody talks about death certificates. So, mm. but birth registration, of course, there are some agencies that have been supporting the National Population Commission to actually establish uh, registrars for uh, birth in almost every local government in the... In, but this is still far from, you know, what is expected. So we mm. need to step up on all this areas. What does that say about our ability to plan? Yeah, well, thank you very much for asking the question. Um... Well, I always tell people that, um, you know, they say if you, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it, right? And therefore, that behoves that um, in order to plan, you need data, right? But the only thing that is worse than planning without data is planning with the wrong data because it sends you in a different direction, right? Mm. <laughs> so, and like you rightly uh, observed, um, because of our politics and uh, for a long time, it's been a case of if you have numbers that the that determines what you get mm -hmm. from the federal government we have this feeding feeding bottle capitalism thing that we practice here and so on a lot of <laughs> a lot of things have been skewed from the beginning a lot of things have been falsified from the beginning and we've only been layering on that we've been layering on those falsifications both ways i have my suspicions remember uh, one of the former DGs of uh, Population Commission, Festus Odimegu, who was uh, uh, Nigeria Breweries MD at some point, brilliant guy, you know, mm -hmm. a bit crazy, you know. But um, the man actually stepped out at some point to say that even the figures that they are throwing out in MPC was false. And I think for the kind of statement he made, he was relieved of his duties. But I believe that, you know, as, as an economist statistician, uh, what we do is that we always understand the need to interrogate data. Uh, every data ought to be interrogated. And there are always ways, like they say, like they say, Sherlock Holmes style, you know, that, that there are a thousand ways to catch a thief. So, for example, if you look at um, some of our election uh, figures down in, the, let's say, like in the southeast, between Rochas and Ihe Dioha and the couple of people who were also prominent in that election, they didn't get more than uh, maybe 600,000 votes, all right? And, and you know, about 2.5 million people registered in those states. The same thing happened in Anambra between uh, uh, Obiano and uh, the other guys that, uh, that contested with him. Mm -hmm. In Lagos State... Uh, Amade scored about 811,000. Uh, Agbaje scored about 600,000. Between them, the next party was AD, which scored about 50,000 there about. Mm -hmm. Now, so between all of those guys, they scored about, uh, they, they found about one point, uh, about 1.6 million votes. You know? Meanwhile, you know, about 7, 8 million people registered in Lagos. And they said 75% of voters who registered in Lagos just didn't show up. I can believe that. You know, that means that we should begin to actually question some of this data that are mm -hmm. flying all over the place. So there's the issue of, as a matter of fact, I remember that Professor Leta Limazri actually criticized Nigeria at some point and said, oh, big, biggest country in Africa that can't even count itself. Mm -hmm. There's politics in population everywhere. Not to talk of the guys, you know, we, we know the other parts as uh, my colleague mentioned, you know, Mr. Soji mentioned, uh, the areas in Nigeria where 
perhaps well, we will put it under culture or perhaps under religion. Uh, you can't count the number of children that we have. Okay, no, no, this is the number that is there. But it's all politics. As we can see with all this religion mixing with politics that many times it's just the elite that play up the religion aspect in order to continue to defraud. Mm -hmm. We can see some of the so-called leaders now being caught in threesomes and all of that, you know? And and these are the people that will go and tell their people, oh, it's religion. When they come, tell them not to count you guys, you know, because it's our religion, uh, according to blah, blah. No, it doesn't work like that. It's just because we've not been a truthful people and we've not been a truthful company, uh, country. Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, uh, that's the reason why I'm very much interested in this, is what I've written about in the past. Mm -hmm. I, I read your. I personally believe that, given the other ways of corroborating our data, and I've actually challenged some of the people in charge of this data gathering in the past, you know, about the, their kind of assumptions they make. How much of what can they do before they hit the brick walls, and then have to assume the rest? It's important for people to go back and read what Festus Odimegu wrote and um, what he wrote actually uh, several years back. Mm -hmm. uh, no matter how preposterous we may think he was, there was some 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 truth in that mm -hmm. i think that north south east west of nigeria we've been involved in population inflation right i i think that again uh, in terms of the the global bodies and the development partners uh, somehow it plays into a certain cliche uh, for them to assume that nigeria is just one of those countries that's busy populating the world there's there's this divide between those who populate the world and those who are thinking properly and having fewer children yeah. but let me tell you something stanley i believe that nigeria nigeria you know but a first, fraction of the population we are, well you know at I, least I, according I, to official figures i i i think we haven't actually been, see perhaps the day will be able to get the real population of this country we would have to really depend on technology some sort of you know satellite imagery that can tell people you know without having to do all this thing i mean you go on ground and then you spend a lot of money you know how much money the npc uses to to conduct these things that are non non you know that are non-figures non-non-day uh, you know right, right. so again if you look talking at talking about 200 what, billion I, I was going to make a statement <laughs> that you know number one stanley nigeria's population will fall just like the rest of the population of the world uh, I, this is it, what you believe. That's what I believe, and that's what I've been Why? testing. Uh, in many forums that I've been, that I've been, you know, able to, uh, sometimes I conduct this test. I say, how many of you, you know, I'm talking to people, people who are workers, right? Mm -hmm. How many of you have as many children as your parents? 99% mm -hmm. of those I speak with don't have as many children as their parents. Now, mm -hmm. but in, in the other parts of Nigeria, let's say specifically like the north of, of Nigeria, I've had a few guys, even on my Facebook page, you have come to me and say, oh, you know, the, the other day, a, a House of Rep member said he had 22 children. Uh, brilliant guy, Dogua, you know, brilliant, brilliant guy, made a first class in BUK. Fantastic, I've heard him speak, you know, but you know, he gave this interview and said he had 22 children and still having more. And I made a comment on my Facebook page that, oh, this can only happen when you have access to politics money and, you know, federal money and all of that. A friend of mine came to me uh, on Facebook, you know, from Northern Nigeria, said, you know what, actually he has 19 children and he's, he's not in politics, he's in civil service. So, however, the number of people even in the north of Nigeria who are having as many children and as many wives, are, they are reducing. That's the truth. They are reducing. Of course, there's still a core of people who believe in all of that. There's still people who are having children and throwing them on the street and say, go and beg and all of that kind of stuff. You know, Governor Ganduje, mind it, then there's this other factor. Governor Ganduje of Kano State, uh, about two months ago, actually made a statement that... Uh, 
there were three million Almanjiri children in in Kano, in Kano, and that most of them came from Niger, Chad, and Northern Cameroon. All right. Now that also throws up an issue about what's going on with all of those. Would you have borders in all of those areas? Mm -hmm. There's this free movement in and out, you know, because mm -hmm. there's the mm -hmm. uh, populate the, the cultural affinity. By your yeah. estimation, what 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 would you, where would you place Truth the is, population I can't, of Nigeria? I, okay, let me put it this way. Truth is, given the inconsistencies in terms of trying to corroborate our population, actually, I can't sit down here and tell. Mm -hmm. However, I would say it's less than one eighty million. An educated guess. Would you put it at uh, 150? Well, yeah, one, it, it, because it, it's now. a wide range of figures uh, uh, that get thrown no, out no, no, there no, no, between no, no, no. 1 150 and 180. Okay, I think our, our, are the most no, common no, figures guess, I've our, seen. Our, our, our educated guess, you see, when you say educated, educated is a very big <laughs> word, right? So, so but, but the point is this: like our pop, our election figures are showing when elections are keenly contested we see that the figures that show up are not and we're talking of keenly contested elections where people mm -hmm. actually you know go out of their house and say man i must go and vote for my candidate too because if we don't you know we're seeing that on the election platform uh that 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 you know that the population seems to be less however in terms of migration in and out of nigeria we're seeing that in the borders and and i would also suspect you know down on the borders in cameroon around cameroon here in south southeast nigeria like in uh in in calabar area ikom ogoja all of that and even in the west the borders with Benin Republic, if you go to Shaki and all of those places, you know, and, and so on, you know, that, that there's still, there's free movement in those areas that are not being controlled, mm. perhaps, but I think it's worse in the northern, uh, as, you know, uh, mm. probably say maybe 140 or something like About that. About 140. Yeah. Which is still a very large still population. Still a very large number. And still requires a lot of planning. Absolutely. Because just laying that, because according to this UN report, mm -hmm. by 2050, it's going to surpass the population of the United States, which has a population of just over 300 million. I don't believe that, though. Now, uh, okay, well, let, let's take <laughs> well, that. They, they, the they, they have their, their <laughs> birth records and death records and social security numbers and mm -hmm. all of that, perhaps more ver verifiable than ours. So if we're going to go beyond that, Let's just look at resources available to the guy. To, and I'm not talking natural resources now. I'm talking true wealth. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at GDP per capita of Nigeria, maybe the equivalent of $1,000 yeah. as against $22,000 to, to uh, someone from the United States. Yes. So there is a massive disparity here. Mm -hmm. How do we begin to bridge that gap? Um, for me, it's not as simple as it sounds because um, GDP is a function of so many factors mm -hmm. and um, I look, look at our pol pol politicians when they throw it around and they No, they've used us. it politically but <laughs> but it's not and unfortunately we, we've turned that into politics and this is why some people friend of mine Dixon who always calls in say oh you don't use GDP but basically GDP is everything that is produced divided by everybody just to get a, a sense of uh, the size. It doesn't say everything is going well, but that is what the, the politicians would like you to believe. Yes, that's true. But but again, Stanley, when you look at the, 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 the distribution, mm -hmm. our problem is the population distribution. Mm -hmm. There are countries that are taking full advantage of their population because mm -hmm. the population distribution is in the favor of the economy. The population distribution that we have in Nigeria is a major challenge because the chunk of the productive sector are not productive in any way. Mm. Which is, so, so, so you're talking about our young people. Our young people. So the range that is supposed to be engaged 
are completely unengaged as we speak. And that's the number that Governor Ganduje is, is given, which 10 years from now, if we're not careful, they're going to be in the wrong hands. They're going to be doing things that are not going to contribute to the GDP. What we're having now is an overinflated economy that when people talk about recovery and all of this, our non-recovery, they're actually mm -hmm. talking because money is no longer flowing the way it used to flow. Money is not coming from the... I mean, put a simple picture. Your, your, uh, what, what Stocker just said. Somebody says, I'm a civil servant and I have 19 children. How is a civil servant? Even if you are a director general or, 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 or a permanent secretary, how are you supposed to conveniently take care of 19 children? Because there is quantity of population then there's also the quality, quality of, of population. population that's what i mean by the, 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 perhaps re referring the to productivity and education absolutely because even to educate those children i'm it, calculating it, in my yes. mind what i'm paying for my children's school fees and exactly multiply it multiply, multiply it by, by, 10. <laughs> by 10 then multiply it by another 10 <laughs> to get close to 20 which is like 20 times what you, i mean you i mean 10 times what you're paying now that's what it means and that's what i so think the two are already it's, eating me out of house and home, <laughs> i can't so. imagine <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, look at what Tokwe said about traditional <laughs> issues. If you go to the north, I mean, the, the southeast, for instance, mm. they, they have this problem with male children. Until you've got a male child, you are not considered a man. And then, so the guys go for as many they can, on the, till they can reach, mm -hmm. you know, that, that milestone until mm -hmm. they get a boy. So you could have nine children and then the 10th is a boy. Or you could continue for till 12 and then all of them are still, you know, the, the, the ones that you are not actually looking for. Yeah. Look at the religious part. Every, you have four children. I mean, you have four wives and the, all the four, you know, are competing among themselves. Yeah, you, you, can, <laughs> you can almost tell what every family is doing I'm, when, I'm you. when the youngest child is the only boy, like mine. Mm. So I knew what my parents were doing. <laughs> 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 looking for that. I, you know, I don't know that they would have had as many children if, him. if and, uh, and then you they start had wondering, a child Where are you going to link this up with productivity? Because mm. definitely, if you if you look at a country the size of Nigeria and our outputs and our consumption, you would find out that the huge gap that we're talking about here can never be breached within the context of you know our current uh, economic activities. It's mm. practically impossible if you're not engaging the youth. And unfortunately, the, the manner in which we're trying to address the challenges of youth restfulness and, and the challenges of unemployment is the wrong panacea. Topi has always talked about how we should use technology, how we should employ, I mean, we should consider... Look at what is happening even in the banking sector as we speak today. People are getting, you know, agitated at automation. You go out there and you see a long queue trying to access the ATM machine because, you know, the bankers are saying, no, you can't take a certain amount yeah. of money in the you bank must, at all. Um, you understand? Very soon, we will have all those jobs in the banking hall taken over by, they will by machines. They obsolete. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, another thing, you know, I, I keep seeing this message that makes the rounds every once in a while. And it's about a recharge of uh, your phone. Yeah. And Electronic say, recharge. Do not recharge electronically because when you buy from the guy on the streets, you're providing employment. But what that means is we're failing to adapt. Absolutely. Because technology is what it is. 
and it's unlikely that I will stop recharging from my phone. I'm a very busy man. Of course. And I'm not going to start looking at someone on the street it. simply to buy a recharge card <laughs> and begin to scratch and yeah. do all that. So that is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. If you have people who are professionals who are on the go, they will always go for the, the solutions Talk that technology talks to bodies all the time. Adaptation so, and, and, you know, yeah. the, the, is yeah. ideal. So then let's it's talk crazy. about that topic. How do we adapt and how do we positively engage these young people and unleash that energy that we know we have yeah well, so please thank you um uh, actually um perhaps that talks back to your initial premise uh, mm -hmm. as in is our population an advantage or a disadvantage is it mm -hmm. a blessing or a cost um ordinarily it is a blessing you know for example if you look at china now they're thinking domestic consumption they realize that export-led growth is slowing down there's a limit to what you can keep pushing out there especially when there's a global recession mm -hmm. uh, there's a limit to the products you can keep manufacturing and pushing out and so they said look we got 1.4 billion people why don't we manufacture for our people to to use you know and that's a new um strategy they're using so to a large extent you know the the, the, the population should be an advantage if it is well harnessed so however yeah, again our our distribution is not totally bad. I mean, we've got what they call this youth bulge, meaning that the youth population is large. Our life expectancy is about 53, 53 years in this place, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, meaning that people don't live that long, yeah, ordinarily, compared to other parts most of, of the us world. Would, would Even though to I must 70. say, I think that we're mm -hmm. living longer because of mm -hmm. improvements in um, uh, in medicine, for example. There was mm -hmm. a time when there were no simple antibiotics in the world. Uh, mm. You know, and then it was the way it was then. It was which, it which funny enough, was one of the reasons why people had a lot of children in the past. Exactly. Yeah. They, 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 they were, for the risk, exactly. for the risk of losing them. People had ten children, yeah. but only three made it to adulthood. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And exactly. that was the way life was. Exactly. But then so, uh, so that problem was now. solved. Penicillin and antibiotics exactly. were developed. Exactly. Yeah. And the habits didn't stop. Uh, exactly. Well, yeah, it, it is stopping in some places. Uh, uh, I mean, look, for one, it, 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 simple things like school fees is going to slow you down, right? Because you know, I mean, for for the, the people like us, you know, I mean, you know how much you're paying as school fees in those mm. places. But it, there are some people who also still depend that's, on that's, the again. But it's the, it's the opposite for yeah. those that are in the lower kedda. Exactly. They actually produce more so that they can get help. Yeah, you so understand. They so so they, exactly, yeah. you know, because they're not thinking about educating those children. They they actually have this belief that each child comes with his own grace and yeah. is and you know and comes to add to the family. As someone who's concerned about governance, I do not have the luxury of that belief. Of course. What I would like to know is how we can actually engage these people. The fact is, number one, this youth ball is there waiting to be structured, right? Uh, we, we for, for, for quite a while, we've been going on about entrepreneurship and asking them to go and sort themselves out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a long journey and it's a bit fraudulent, you get me? So... Um, to a certain extent, most of us at 18, we didn't know what we wanted to do with our lives. Even many of us, when we were leaving university, we didn't know which way to turn. Okay, we need, we need, we need to get a job and all of that. And then a lot of people, I mean, when I started banking in 92, I had a colleague who was a nuclear, who studies nuclear physics, nuclear physics in, 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 in Ife or Ibadan, in middle first class. And he was there in the bank, you know, in internal control. And perhaps he's remained in banking since then. I don't know if he's retired now. So that's it. So the, the point is, go, I've always emphasized the need for responsibility, government, uh, you know, responsibility for fiscal responsibility. Is it to, to understand that we've got this huge problem? You're talking about people selling recharge card and the need to engage them to buy, buy, buy from them. Technology is moving ahead. Look at Uber came into Nigeria. Uber was set up 
basically to solve a problem in New York, how can I quickly call a black cab? You know, there's a yellow mm -hmm. cab, there's mm -hmm. a black cab. On rush hour, the yellow cabs are a job of work to get. And so we need, they, they created an app where you could call a black cab mm -hmm. from some of the, you know, suburbs and say, I, I need Take to move from the X place. Mm -hmm. Before I knew it, it went all around the world mm -hmm. and it became, it came into Nigeria. If, when you, when you got to places like Lagos, in the, in the, in the airport in Lagos, when they see an Uber driver, they start to beat them up. In Abuja, they start to beat them up. I said, for how long can you beat up technology? Even the mm. car that you're driving is a product of technology, and technology waits for nobody. Mm. So, so what, what do we do with all these young people? What do you want to do with them? Okay, now, now we're going to be having to talk. This morning, I saw a news item from the Minister for ICT saying that five ICT universities are going to come up in the next few oh months or thereabouts in Nigeria. And I'm thinking, how? Oh, are we not jumping the gun? You know, Why are we not having environmental sciences university? <laughs> eh, eh, eh. We're talking about a flood in Lagos. Yeah. Gullies flood from out here in into Abuja, the east. Insulaja here is flood because we're not planning properly. Desertification in the north, cattle grazing, going yeah, further down. south and mm. causing clashes mm. among farmers, you mm. know, mm. because overgrazing has taken place in some places in the north, not all. Mm. A, a certain gentleman called Dr. Lukonye Kakea, he, he writes for The Guardian, I think he's on their board of uh, editorial board, and he said he used to lecture in Japan. And that when he was in Japan, Japan has a problem with earthquakes. So many of the universities in Japan are just focused on earthquakes. How do we deal with this problem? Mm. And you can see perhaps we're getting even fewer earthquakes coming out of Japan. The yes. last one being the one in uh, the, that affected the nuclear plant and so on. And the man came back and he said, well, when in the east, there's a huge problem with gully erosion. As I speak to you, and not only in the east, even in some parts of the north, in Gombe State and a few places, huge, and that no university, no university is focused on gully erosion. Mm -hmm. Rather, now we're talking of ICT. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be a Mark Zuckerberg. Everybody's looking at those billions to be made. There's a good definition of economic development by Walter Rodney. Funny enough, the guy who wrote Europe the underdeveloped uh, Africa. Mm -hmm. when, when you look at that definition, you begin to think, no, I think it's Africa that underdeveloped itself. itself yeah. he, he defined economic development. He said, a people will be said to be developing economically when they increase jointly their capacity for dealing with the environment. Vine. This capacity mm -hmm. will be dependent on how much they are able to understand the laws of nature and to develop tools for managing the environment and how work is, is distributed. Mm -hmm. We are not developed and we are not developing for as long as we are unable to manage our environment and we are not developing any tools for managing Whereas People build houses in flood plains. So what people do the young people in, in, in do Lagos, with that? Because in Lagos, in a co-Atlantic city yeah, but and just a moment, okay. and Via is do underwater. The, do the young people now become rescue workers? What do they do? My brother, what the government should do, which I advise this government in 2015, they never listen. They never listen. What did you and, advise? And that was before I even put it into a book. You, you, you cannot develop this economy except you mobilize your most important resource, which is the human capital that you have. And then you now begin to say, okay, fine, what's, go, what's coming from the rest of the world? Artificial intelligence is taking jobs from millions of people everywhere in the world, That's right? The you can wait. You can, I mean, and, artificial and intelligence is why you can load your phone yeah. Yeah, without having to go out there. Those guys that used to have umbrellas are yeah. out of a job. You have to take these numbers. Uh -huh. you have, first of all, you have to understand you're in an emergency situation. Uh -huh. It's an emergency situation to employ these numbers of unskilled youth you know if you take them out 
of circulation, then you can reduce crime. Those are the guys that are going, also going to buy local. You are also going to be putting money in their pocket very early, mm -hmm. making them responsible, giving them so, this country back. So what back. do you do? You deploy so them to say, crisis I, areas? Or? Not only crisis areas. I believe that the environment is the only remaining sector okay, that can That's absorb the numbers of people. So, to tackle the gully erosion that we're talking about, there's perhaps going to be a lot of sand filling, bag filling, all of those kind of things. It's manual labor. Uh -huh. We're talking of some of those things. You're going to be, we're going to be almost building the Hoover Dam kind mm. of project. New, in Nigeria. Big projects that, that can absorb. That takes a lot of efforts, a lot of, a lot of manual labor. And it does not require so much skill or and education. Exactly. Exa 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 no, no, you okay. don't. Because, because the kind of jobs that are available now, we're talking of robotics, we're talking of people who, 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 who maintain robotics who who repair robotics and so on we don't even have any of them in our curriculum in the university okay. so what would I, your recommendation be th how, thank you Stanley. thank you Stanley. very quickly I, I think that we'll, we should be looking at what have other countries done in the past when india was faced with this same challenge what they did was to create what they call a huge high city hub in the country providing services to other countries at a fraction of what it would cost in those countries because they provided all the infrastructure and then they provided you know uh, uh, skills for their young ones i think that's probably what the, the the ict minister is trying to to adopt with that i don't know what the blueprint for that is but i think it's probably in my view what's what is uh, uh, trying to do now if we do that it's possible for a huge number to also be absorbed in that sector but what Tokwe is saying about robotics is probably even going to take over some of those functions mm -hmm. because now even call centers are being automated so you don't necessarily need to have anyone sitting behind the mic and if you have anybody sitting behind the mic the person is simply coordinating something that the machine is unable to respond to mm -hmm. you know so maybe 70 percent of the calls will have been weathered answered by the machine and only 30 percent will need human intelligence and so if we if we do this we might we might also be closely following up on on the issue of the environment another one that i think we should be looking at is how do we get the young ones also to be ready for independence because you remember the last time we talked about you know uh, uh parenting and i said if the parents are still kind of housing their their babies in quotes at 30 they're still living in their parents houses they're still driving their parents cars they are never going to think for themselves so we need to find a way of making sure that they have sufficient non-academic education at senior secondary school mm -hmm. such that at that time that they're living they're already thinking about creating something for themselves i'll give you an example of of a, a nephew of mine he came into abuja served and then he was working in a nursery school teaching and then he kept telling me i want to work in the un i want to work in this and i said you need experience you need um, a master's degree nobody's going to pay for this for you you have to pay for yourself until you can get to that level why don't you use some some of your spare time mm -hmm. do you know this guy set up a music uh, club and started pulling students from uh, nursery schools in abuja and putting them together in what he calls uh, inspiring uh, leadership or something ipad club within um december of last year and now he's bought a car is able to move his equipment around schools is expanded now into Suleja. so i i told him even if you had gotten a job that you were looking for you may not have done this well for yourself but coming back to the theory that both of you have offered now 
it would require a huge amount of money to engage these young people. Talk about where is this money going to come from to pay them? We have the end power going on right now, and some yeah, some that end power money. You know, I mean, what's it for? The end power uh, money. They said they wanted to employ university graduates, right? I say. Every time you go chasing university graduates, you've missed the boss. Mm. The, the, when you go to a university and come out, what you are saying is you are universal and you're ready for leadership to a certain extent. Mm. Like this gentleman that uh, Mr. Soji has mentioned, you know what I mean? He's able to create something from the scratch for himself. Mm. But if you, but if the you, greater part for of those the young people are, don't have for those that. who don't have that kind of opportunity or that prowess, you know, to create stuff like that, they need assistance, you know. And in which case, a university graduate should ordinarily be a coordinating stuff. So if you, the real where the problem is is secondary school graduate now mind you in the uk in europe in the us the standard of what you need to be productive and to add to the gdp is secondary school uh, certificate mm, that's true right you may get up till tomorrow you know not everybody that's why so go, i'm not it? very impressed you know when they say oh this person one nigerian is the best student in uh, one university in the us i'm not impressed no i'm not because I'm not, they I'm themselves I'm they themselves are just looking at you, like, you guys are carrying all these certificates yeah. up and down your country <laughs> is still where it is you're not actually impacting on your society yeah. So what's the point? And, so, and I'm, I'm so the sorry money, to, the money is I'm, there. I'm, the money really, is there. I can tell you where the money is. Yeah, actually. where's the money? All right. All right. Yeah, exactly. The money is in re reorganizing society. In the only um, economic summit that APC uh, as a party organized in the Hilton, they were asking, everybody was complaining about there's no money. How do we fund up? And then one lady, one lady, one white woman stood up. Uh, she was sitting about two, 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 two or three seats in front of me. And she said, um, you guys are complaining about, you know, not being able to fund your project. That, you know, I've been to a few countries around the world, but Nigeria is the only place I've been to where nobody gets, gets fined for overspeeding. How <laughs> then are you going to be able to fund your budget? And that was it. I stood up. I left. Said she said what I want to say. You know, <laughs> if you don't organize a society, if you're living in a society of impunity, cut down on all these expenses. Listen, I, two three days ago, I passed Obajana Kaba Road. I've never seen such a road in my life. You know, and so this morning we were having this argument. Oh, I, I said that's where Dino is from. Someone said, is Dino going to use this money? I said, well, perhaps he should. You know, sell half of your Ferraris, and it's going to take care of maybe ten kilometers of that road. <laughs> The government should also sell a few of its convoy you know and they'll do the rest of the road. You know See, what? The point we, is we capital have... misallocation. That's the issue. I, agree we, we, I would like us to talk about that, but unfortunately we've, we've run out of time and I, I do have to apologize, but we will revisit this conversation. I don't know if both of you gentlemen are available. There he goes. <laughs> there I go. <laughs> For that. Okay, let me extract commitments. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I I it's a major problem in Nigeria. We need to talk. We have millions and millions of young people out there. And sure. We have to engage them positively sure. somehow. Sure. And we can't, we like Torpe says, we, we can't keep celebrating the, the, the one out there. From I mean, the MMM of this world. And I'm, I'm truly, <laughs> I truly am very sorry. It's a beautiful poem that was written. I am a Nigerian and I think we need it here. But mm. I am taking a pot shot at that poem because, <laughs> yeah, I am a Grammy Award winner. There are tons of Americans um, that win Grammy Awards absolutely. every year. So, I mean, really, yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. But then, uh, that's, mm. that aside, I'll just take social media comments. Uh, Chima Ogu says, I believe Nigeria is not up to 170 million, and that figure is due to national cake sharing. I wondered how Katsina will be as populous as uh, Lagos. I suppose he's referring to Kano. Kano. Uh, and has, um, truth is, Nigeria, in my view, has roughly about 1 million, 100 million or less. Then a WhatsApp message from Papa, who's calling from Wuse, who says, we can only get our population when we stop using it to share our resources. And also, how many local government areas? I bet we are less than 100 million people. Now, our generation give birth to less children because our standard of living 
funding has dropped. Our parents trained our children only in government schools, which was cheap or free in some cases. But now it's not so easy. All right, well, we'll bring you the concluding part of this and hopefully get more calls in as soon as I'm able to finalize with uh, Topper and Soji. But I just want to say a quick thank you to both of you for taking the time to come here. Thank you, Stanley. And thanks to Maya Kene, to Cleopatra Tao, my producers. Thanks to everyone who listened to and called this show. Very much appreciated. Have a lovely day wherever you are. Thank you.